Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Jesse Williams podcast. I am feeling so good today. I'm like literally sitting here in just like a little crop top and shorts. It's 27 degrees outside. The sun is shining. Melbourne was allowed to have gyms open back up and cinemas and just we're at that next stage of restrictions easing and it's feeling so good. Today's been such an incredible day. I've been using these mantras recently. I was finding that every Monday, I love them. Like if if you're an OG, you know that Monday is my favorite day of the week. However, I was finding myself feeling really stressed every Monday because they were by far my busiest day and I would get to the end of the day and I would just feel like there was never enough time and I was always running out of time and I was working up until the very last minute and just always felt like I was trying to chase my tail. So I started trying to take my own advice and shifting my language and shifting my perception and added in these positive mantras. Um, and the mantras that I was using was some things like the less I work, the more I earn, um, everything gets done in divine timing. I flow through tasks with ease, all of these ones just around ease, flow, productivity, all that kind of stuff. And I don't even know what I did differently, but legitimately I started working less and doing more. It's just so unbelievable how powerful your mind is this morning. I had a little bit of a sleep in. I got up at 6.15 instead of 5 o'clock. I then kind of had a bit of a slow start to the day. went for a 45-minute coastal walk with the dogs. I came back. I did a little bit of work. And then I actually went out for breakfast with a friend. By the time I did that, then I went grocery shopping. I got home and I didn't sit down to work until 11.30. And mind you, Mondays I used to start work at like 7.30, 8 a.m., That was purely out of choice. I just loved it. But I think that was where I was just getting into that um, anxious feeling is that I was just starting work so early because I always felt like there was just so much to do. And I literally did maybe two hours work and I was so bloody productive that then I went outside and I did a little bit of work and I just laid out in the sun for like an hour came back inside. I've put a load of washing on. I've prepped everything for dinner. I'm like sitting down and recording a podcast. Like I just, the day has felt too easy to be true. So that's a little tip for you. If you are someone who finds yourself always feeling like you're chasing your tail and running out of time, just try shifting your perception and using some mantras and really feeling into the energy of productivity over busyness. That was my main thing. I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. I want to work smarter, not harder. Um, and yeah, it's just really happened, which is amazing. Anywho, let's crack into today's episode, which is all about the main things I've learned from doing 75 hard because I haven't really been talking much about 75 hard on my stories. I actually do have a highlight and I save some bits and pieces to the highlight on my Instagram if you want to go have a look, but I haven't really spoken about it much. However, I have had questions about it. 
I wanted today's episode to be dedicated to the main things that I've learned throughout 75 Hard because there's definitely been quite a few things that have come up for me in the process. I really haven't felt called to talk about it a lot because I don't want it to be this trendy thing where I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this challenge and, you know, I want everyone to jump on board. And because this, what I'm doing right now would have been so wrong for me a couple of years ago. Like it literally would have been the worst thing I could have possibly done for myself because I would have been ignoring all of those little steps that needed to be done. I would have been ignoring a lot of healing that had to be done. And I would have been jumping straight into this as kind of like a band-aid fix. And it just would have completely backfired. I've done a lot of, um, you know, personality, a lot of behavioral change things. I've done a lot of brain rewiring. I've done a lot of um, inner healing trauma work. I've overcome an eating disorder. Like there's just so much that's been in between a few years ago to now and where I'm at right now, it's felt really ready and really right for me. And so I haven't felt called to, you know, be flashing it on my Instagram stories all the time because it's not something that I want people to just jump on because it seems like, oh, you know, this person on Instagram is doing it, so I should do it too. This dropped to me at the right time in my life. And when it dropped to me, Originally, it felt a little bit triggering and extreme, which I've spoken about on a previous podcast episode a few back if you want to go and listen um, because of my past eating disorder. And I, I thought it was just a little bit OTT. But then when I let kind of like my ego and the fear fall away, it did feel like the right thing to do. It felt like I was ready to push and have a challenge. And so here I am. So just to recap, um, 75 hard is basically this challenge designed by, um, I think his name's Andy Frisella. Could have got that wrong. But anyway, it's basically two 45 minute workouts a day. One has to be outside. Walking is allowed to be included. Yoga is allowed to be included and things like that. So when I first heard two 45 minute sessions, I just pictured these intense weight training sessions. And I was like, like that is way too much, but no walks and yoga are allowed to count. So it's, it's still hard. Like let's not dismiss that two 45 minute sessions a day. One has to be outside 10 pages of reading a day. Uh, audio books don't count. So you have to read a hard copy book, 10 pages, um, four liters of water a day, follow a diet, um, no alcohol, no cheat meals, um, a progress photo every day. I think that's it. So I thought I would update you guys how I'm going. So today's the first day of week seven. I can't believe how fast it's gone. Um, have I stuck to it perfectly? No. I'm also doing a modified version of it. So in the real version, the real version, in the traditional version of 75 hard, um, Andy says that if you miss anything or if you stuff up anything, you go back to day one. So if you're at day 70 and you don't do your second workout, you go back to day one. I'm, not, I'm really not about that. And as I said in the previous podcast episode, I'm not doing 75 hard to do 75 hard and tick it off and be like, oh my God, I did this thing. I'm really doing this for me and I'm really doing this for myself. And so I'm doing it in a way that's going to serve me, um, me, me best. So no, I'm not starting over again if I miss anything. So I'm up to week seven. Um, how have I gone? I have done a 45 minute session every single day for the whole six weeks. Um, I haven't, there's, yeah, I haven't missed one 45 minute session a day. I have, however, missed, uh, had a couple of days where I missed the second 45. So 
It's probably worked out to be maybe one day a week. I missed the second 45. So basically six times a week for six weeks, sorry, six days a week for six weeks, I have done two 45 minute sessions a day. And then one day a week for six weeks, I have done one 45 minute session. So I'm actually really surprised. I have gone a lot better than what I thought. And I think it's because I've been really gentle with myself. And some days the 2.45s have both been walks. So I've gone on a morning walk and an afternoon walk. um, And that's been really nice. 10 pages of reading I've done every single day, even if it's hit 10 p.m. And I have forgot and been like, oh my gosh. And Oscar and I have looked at each other and we've both been like, we have to read. And then we've, you know, rolled over, started reading. That's been somewhat okay. I mean, a little bit hard, but it's, it's been okay. Um, four liters of water. I did four liters of water every single day for the first, I think three weeks. And then I started kind of like dipping in and out of it. And then I was having three liters and then I was having two liters and then I was having, yeah. So I think I had two weeks straight where I just didn't hit the four liters. I've just really, really been struggling the past two weeks. So today I said to myself, I'm getting back into it. I've got to start having more water. Cause that was just really slipping up. So Today will be the first day in about two weeks where I hit my four liters again. Um, What else? Progress photos I was doing every single day up until like week four. And I was like, this just feels really extreme to take a photo of myself every day. So especially around my cycle and stuff. So I have pulled back a little bit on that. I'm just taking one every few days. Um, Oh, the alcohol. Yep. No alcohol. I haven't had any alcohol for the six weeks. Um, And then no cheat meals and follow a diet. So the diet my partner and I decided to follow was plant-based, minimized, uh, refined sugar. So that just meant like, yes, you know, I feel like sugar's in so much these days. So we were just like being mindful of not having anything that would have a shit ton of, um, of added sugar. So I used to have like a vegan Magnum, you know, three, four nights a week. Um, I haven't been having that anymore. So that's been good. But in terms of cheat meals, like, I haven't had any cheat meals by my definition of it. If I was going by Andy Frisella's version of it, I would have had a lot of cheat meals. Um, And the reason here is that I don't use the word cheat meal. I don't have days I'm on track and I'm off track. I intuitively eat. And that means that I have takeaway food as part of my way of living and being. And to me, that's not unhealthy and it's not anything that I feel the need to change. And so if I was, um, you know, doing it in a way that was unhealthy, I probably would have pulled myself up on it. But I think that I've got a really, really balanced lifestyle and I don't view takeaway food as a cheat. Um, I don't go next level extremes or anything like that. It's just, it's just food and it's just eating. So that's what I mean by, by my definition, I have been ticking the box of no cheat meals because I honestly just don't feel like I have but if I was going by someone else's standard they would have been like Jesse you stuffed up like 10 years ago (laughs) I have had you know every probably about um three three takeaway meals every week whether that's been Thai food Nando's um they're like the main ones yeah like Thai food and Nando's I've had quite a lot um at least um one of each each week, I think I've also eaten out a bit, like, um, had breakfast out. What else? Um, you know, I've had some chips like, um, like potato chips. They're the first thing that's 
that really come to my mind. But yeah, as I said, like I just don't even associate that as I just don't have that relationship with food anymore where it's good, bad, cheat, not cheat. It's just I, I, I'm eating food. And sometimes the food that I'm eating is a potato chip. And then sometimes the food that I'm eating is a vegetable. So whatever. Um, that's that, but I've been feeling good. I've definitely honed in on my nutrition. I'm eating a lot more organic produce, a lot more home cooked meals. Um, so yeah, definitely doing a lot better in that regard. So that's how I'm going in terms of where I'm currently at. Let's dive into the main things that I feel that I've learned. So I've got five main key points that I want to chat to you about today. Um, and I'm going to try to keep it quick because y'all know me, I can just talk forever and go off on a tangent. So um, if you have any questions about it, or if you want me to expand, or you want one of these points to be a whole podcast episode, let me know. But I'm just going to try, um, just kind of touch on and, and let you guys know what I what I mean by these five points. So the first point is that sometimes your ego is into feels like your intuition in disguise. I'll say that again. Sometimes your ego feels like your intuition in disguise. So it can feel like you need rest and your body is like, no, I, I really need rest. I, I, you shouldn't do your second 45 minute session today. And it's not because you don't want to, it's because like you really need that rest. And it really can sometimes feel like your intuition, but when you just sit with yourself that little bit longer, it's not. It really is your ego playing up and trying to keep you safe and trying to hold you back and, um, you know, keep you feeling within your normal routine and not doing anything which is too uncomfortable. Um, and then I asked myself, okay, I know that you keep saying that you feel like you need rest, but then I envision in my head me going for a walk and I ask my body, will you feel more fatigued or more energized after this walk? And often my body says, I'll feel more energized after the walk. So I go on the walk and I come back and I feel so much better. And I'm like, I really didn't need that rest. Like I, I feel so much more energized. I feel freaking fantastic. So it's been really hard for me to not really hard, but I've just had to be really mindful of ego versus intuition or impulse versus intuition with myself um, and making sure that that I'm not listening to the ego and I really am tuning into my intuition. That follows me on to point number two which is my mind and body can do so much more than I gave it credit for. When I originally heard the, you know, the components of 75 hard, I was so triggered, so shocked. I thought it was so extreme. I thought there was no way I was going to do it. Now here we are, I've just finished week six and I've done a 45 minute session every single day, even if it was a walk um, and nearly two 45 minute sessions, nearly all of those days. And I, I genuinely, a part of me had so much self doubt and here I am. I had doubt that I would read, like that I just felt like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll set out and I'll get, you know, a week or two weeks in and I'll stop. I haven't. I've done six weeks and I've read 10 pages of a book every day for the last six weeks. So yeah, point number two, the main thing I've learned is that, yeah, my mind and body can just do so much more than I originally gave it credit for. Point number three is that rest and integration are equally as important as action and execution. So let me tell you what I mean by that. Slowing down and resting and taking a moment to integrate are equally as important as the action, the training, the doing, the executing, the preparing, you know, the hustle of it all. I don't believe that I would have got to this point as successfully as I have had I not also been implementing things like meditation 
quality sleep. So I've been really, really adamant about I'm like lights out 10 p.m. every night, um, sometimes earlier than that. But yeah, usually asleep by 10 so that I can get up at five. Like if I was going to bed at like 11, 11, 30 and trying to get up at five, I would be so exhausted. I'll be so tired. I'll be so fatigued. I would do my walk. I would be hungry all day. I'd be stressed. I, it's just not not a good time for your body. And then the meditation has allowed me to just really like quiet my mind and calm my body and things like that. And I've, I've also done a lot of things like more walking. I've walked way more than normal. You know, I didn't come into this like, yeah, I'm going to do a run and a weight session or two weight sessions or all of these extreme things. I was literally like, if my body needs to do two walks, I'm going to do two walks. So I have really been tuning in and listening to my body and giving it that rest. And as I said, there has been a couple of days where I didn't do the 45 minute session. I would say one or two of those was the poor excuse of uh, I didn't have time, but it was just mismanaged time. The day just got away from me. I didn't structure my day properly and I did run out of time through my own mismanagement. The other days was a conscious choice not to do it. So I had the time and I thought about it and I was like, I genuinely really just need to stop right now. Um, And so I just did the one session and then the afternoon I would just relax. And that was usually around my cycle where that would happen. Point number four, I'm stronger than I was before. I have hands down grown as a person I don't mean, yeah, okay, this goes two ways. I'm stronger than the girl I was six weeks ago. So that's short-term like strength. I'm stronger than the girl I was six weeks ago. But also I it was more of a realization that I'm stronger than the girl I, that I was, you know, a couple of years ago. In the previous podcast episode where I mentioned doing 75 hard, I said how I was really worried because I have a past, um, you know, I had a past eating disorder, binge eating disorder and body dysmorphia. And so there were a lot of uh, tendencies and around food and my body and my training and stuff, which were impacted by that. And so any form of restriction can always be a little bit scary if you've been someone who's had an ED in the past. And so I was really worried about pushing myself um, for that reason. I was worried about forming, you know, disordered eating patterns and things like that again. I haven't like, and I'm really happy to say, to say that I haven't had any ED thoughts. I haven't had any ED behaviors. I haven't had any form of restriction. I haven't had any form of obsession. I haven't beaten myself up. The, I have, I have been on the scales. My weight hasn't changed. I really don't care. Uh, whereas in the past I would have beaten myself up because I would be like, oh my God, I'm in week six and I haven't lost any weight. And I haven't lost weight and I really just don't give a shit because I wasn't doing it for weight loss. I was doing this to really challenge and push my mind. And that's what I meant by had I done it a few years ago. Sorry, it would have been a really bad time for me, but I was just really ready this time around. I was scared, but now that I'm in it, I'm like, yep. I was right about being ready for this because I just don't care about those little things like the scales and and stuff. So, um, yeah. And even like, I didn't stop eating, you know, takeaway foods and things like that. And wasn't like, Oh, you know, I really need to eat clean for this. No, I just really have felt really, really in control of my mind and my body. And I've just really, yeah, really feel like I've flexed my discipline muscle without going over the top or developing unhealthy habits. Cool. Number five. So last point, um, Consistency is harder than any one single thing. So what I mean by consistency being harder than any one single thing is that nothing within 75, sorry, um, 75 hard is, is hard. Like doing a 45 minute session, reading 10 pages of a book, 
drinking four liters of water, they're not super hard things, but doing them consistently, doing them every single day is extremely hard, very, very challenging. And so there's no one thing which is this really hard thing on its own. It's just that doing this one thing every single day consistently That's what makes it really challenging. And that's how I feel like I've become stronger and I've really grown is because I've really had to flex my discipline muscle and be someone who shows up for myself every single day, even when I'm not feeling it. And as I said, there's a huge difference between needing rest versus just not really wanting to. And there's been a lot of days where I'm like, oh my God, I just really don't want to go for a walk or I really can't be bothered with, um, you know, training right now. Or I really can't be bothered cooking a home-cooked meal. I'd just really rather get takeaway. Or I don't, you know, it's 10 o'clock. I want to go to sleep. I don't want to, I don't want to read. And there's just been, it's not every day. I mean, some days it's just so easy to tick it all off, a lot easier than I thought. But then there are just those days thrown in there where your mind just really doesn't want to. And I've shown up for myself anyway. And I think um, Oscar would definitely say the same. Like if you asked him the question of what's been the hardest part about it, like out of all of the things you have to do in 75 hard, what would be the hardest? And he would hands down say consistency. So um, that just is like such a huge thing for me and has given me so much more empathy, I guess, and knowledge or I guess anecdotal experience. You know, it's like I'm putting myself back in the seat of my clients, um, you know, of them having to show up for themselves so consistently throughout the program and really understanding that it is challenging, but just making sure that I'm, I'm you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. And I know that consistency can be really hard. And and that's why so many people get coaches. It's not because they don't know how to eat healthy and it's not because they don't know how to exercise. It's because consistency is really, really tough. Oh, the time's 555. <laughs> Angel number. Um, so yeah, they're the main things I've learned. It's been such an awesome experience for myself. And yeah, I just feel like I've come out of this just so much stronger and a lot more disciplined. And I have a lot more, self-love for myself I have a lot more self-worth and self-respect in terms of like I feel so connected to my body right now Um, I feel like my mind body and soul are just really really in sync and that the reason I say that is because there's been so many times where I give up something I want short term because I know long term it benefits me I know that by doing what I'm doing Um, my resting heart rate has already come down. So my daily resting heart rate has reduced, which means, you know, um, I'm getting fitter. I probably have a healthier heart. I've eating better nutrition, which probably means like my brain health is improved. I'm meditating more, which is good for the the brain. Um, you know, I'm better regulating my nervous system. So from like a health respect, uh, sorry, health perspective, I'm really, really showing up every day. And like my soul is saying to my mind, girl, get your shit together, get in this, we're doing this. And then my soul is saying to my body, come on body, we're doing this, let's go. And it's like, my soul is almost being like the little cheerleader for my my brain and my body right now. Um, and that that cheerleading is coming from a place of, of love and respect because I want to optimize my body and I want to optimize my performance and I want longevity and I want you know, I want to be strong and I want to be flexible and I want to be fit and I want to be healthy. And, you know, when the time does come to have kids in the future, I want to be like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm the healthiest I could possibly be to raise a baby right now. I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm thinking about having a baby. I should probably like, you know, be healthier. Like I want to be just completely optimized for life. And that takes a great deal of love, respect, discipline, and consistency. So it's been an awesome challenge for me. I have loved every step of the way. Um, and it's made me just more excited to coach my girls as well and coach my clients. So if you have any other questions, feel free to send me a message, send me a DM. I'm happy to answer any more questions about 75 Hard For You. But overall, as I said, I'm loving it. If you are interested in coaching yourself, I am now on the download taking um, deposits to work with me for 2021. So I've already sold out a few spots for Jan next year and I do have a couple left. Otherwise, you can work with one of my beautiful co-coaches as well. We've got a really, really awesome team. Uh, we're all very, very tight knit as well. So I'm across the board of, of everyone. So if, if you really want to coach and you want a freaking killer program, not to be biased, but if you want an awesome program, um, but you're not fussed about who your coach is, or you think that maybe I'm not the right fit for you, we can chat about which coach would be, but yeah, send me a message. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode and got some good insights and I'll talk to you in the next episode.